0: Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way.
1: Chewie, we're home. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Walking Carpet, your new favorite Star Wars podcast on the internet, full of Star Wars podcasts. I'm Josiah Leroy, or aka Job. With me today... Tom Colbert, a.k.a. Thom. Thanks, Joe. Anytime, Thom. So uh, we are obviously going to get to a lot of Star Wars talk today, uh, some news, some fun facts, um, and then get into the meat of the show, which is kind of us speculating what we think Ray's possible lightsaber could be for Episode Nine. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities out there, and it's not a subject that's been talked about very much, so we want to get into that here on the July episode of Walking Carpet. Uh, Tom, how you been? i uh, been good. Been busy. It's it's been a good summer, so we um with the Geekiverse got a lot going on here as we are kind of transitioning out of the the summer movie season just a little bit into the fall. We we've got a lot going on with video games and such. But take a break here to talk about Star Wars. You kind of proposed something interesting to me. Um, just before we started talking here, that you thought Maz was maybe possibly talking about Lando Calrissian in. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yes. So I think that's really interesting to to think about. So when Maz is given her spiel to kind of tell um, Finn Finn and Rose, I was like, Rose, Page, Rose, page. <laughs> I kept going back and forth. No, Rose is the one I want. Yeah. Uh, basically, when she tells them to go to Canto Bighten, she describes the gentleman she's looking for. Uh, obviously, we see who she was talking about or who we think she was talking about. But you were saying that the description could kind of lined up to be Lando Calrissian also. Yeah. Interesting. Fun to think about. Wonder if there's anything to that or not. I mean, there's in Star Wars, I feel like everything is so tight. Like, they, they don't leave anything to the imagination. Yeah. It's it's all... I guess they do leave stuff to the imagination, but they have an answer yeah. ready to go. And eventually, they're going to reveal it. That's kind of fun to, to think about. Uh, so, speaking of Lando Calrissian, we'll get right into the news this week. Uh Billy D Williams is returning to a galaxy far, far away. Uh allegedly going to be in episode 9 The Hollywood Reporter uh reports that Lando Calrissian uh will appear in Star Wars episode 9. We don't know in what capacity and Lindy's going to bark in like 2 seconds. It's going to be really funny. Uh Lindy is my dog if you don't know. Anyway, uh sh- from the article from the com, Chatter about Williams joining the production, which is set to begin later this summer, increased in recent days when the actor bowed out of an upcoming sci-fi and pop culture convention, citing a conflict with a movie schedule. Sources confirmed to The Hollywood Reporter that Williams will indeed be returning to the Star Wars film franchise for the first time since 1983's Return of the Jedi. Thoughts? Reactions? What do you think?
0: I think... Lando earned his place in the movie? I mean, I know that... I, I don't know. He, he's a main character, per se. Let's think of it that way.
1: He was just as vital to me as uh, Han Solo, uh, Chewbacca, the, the main cast and crew, essentially, that you see at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So to not have him in Force Awakens was a little bit like, oh, what the heck? Like I feel like yeah. he should have been there. Now, granted, the the crew kind of split up and was doing their own thing. So I guess it makes sense that Lando wouldn't have necessarily stuck around.
0: Yeah, they also don't want I mean, as a as a, the director doesn't want like nostalgic overload too much. I mean they they get enough stuff as it is about these movies being exactly like the original movies and you know trying to copy it. Uh, I was saying before though too how the first uh, movie The Force Awakens had Leia Han and Chewie and then we got into Last Jedi and it had Leia Lu- There it is. <laughs> scared me. <laughs> uh it had Leia, Luke and Chewie and now we're getting to episode 9 obviously there is no Luke or Han. So who's going to fill this or, or Leia? Uh so it's got to be Lando and Chewie for that nostalgic feeling unless this is the transition movie where it's, you know, the closing it's done no more.
1: I got to imagine for what it's worth Mark Hamill will be back in some capacity. Um,
0: I hope so. But
1: it would only make sense especially since you know unfortunately Carrie Fisher passed away. Because this was really going to be her episode focus. We had Harrison Ford as the focus in episode seven, Mark Hamill in episode eight, and then it was supposed to be Carrie Fisher for episode nine. So that each of the original trilogy characters that were so prominent kind of got their moment in the spotlight here. But uh, unfortunately, that's that's how it goes. Unless we had a Kenobi Force Ghost. That's true. I um I heard a thing that um they went with Yoda instead of Obi Wan. For The Last Jedi's mm-hmm. scene because Luke never saw that version of Obi-Wan. The Ewan McGregor version. Okay. Thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they could have doctored him up and... Made
0: him look like, older. And, yeah.
1: Because um. <clears throat> he, he looks just like him. So that would have been cool. I really do... I was really pulling hard for um, an Anakin Skywalker ghost. mm in episode eight, I really wanted that. Mm. Really wanted that. I wanted there were so many reasons I wanted him talking to Anakin. That
0: would have been great, but I, I don't know. I'm just not for that.
1: That's fair. I I definitely am. So I, I'd love to see that. But if since Mark Hamill's still floating around here, I would imagine uh, he will be that. So I I love this in uh, news for Lando coming to episode nine. Um, I don't I don't really we don't really know anything about the story. Uh, the code name we've kind of seen online is now Trixie. Yeah, because that's got in, then Trixie. yeah, it, it's got the the letters in it that are needed. So uh, time will tell what capacity he's really gonna uh, play in episode nine. I can't imagine it's too big of a part. For what it's worth, Billy D. Williams is pretty old at this point.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. I think it'll be subtle, kind of like subtle, like even how Maz had her her role in yeah uh, last Jedi, where mm-hmm. she was just kind of like there on the hologram and just like, hey, I'm here. Go to this, and then that was it. Uh I would like to see him at least have some screen time and some, some good dialogue. That would be definitely interesting. But how would he tie in though? That's the biggest question.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm excited to find out though. Uh tell us what you think about uh Lando Calrissian making his comeback here for episode nine. He uh Billy D. Williams did reprise that role for the first season of Star Wars Rebels, yes. which was really cool. Yep. So he was a little bit in that. Um and uh, this will be the first time on screen in, in a long time. Episode 9, set two, come out December 20th, 2019, and being directed by J.J. J. Abrams. Um, Carrie Russell is also one of the new uh, additions to the cast, which is kind of interesting. Don't really know anything about her character or what's going to go on there. But that was other news that broke in the last two weeks here. Uh, speaking of Star Wars Rebels, um, as I'm pulling up the article here from Fan cited. Uh, Star Wars Rebels was nominated for three outstanding Emmy Awards, uh, which is saying quite a bit here. The Television Academy announced its 2018 Emmy Award nominations, and Star Wars Rebels was in there three times. It was nominated for outstanding children's programming, outstanding music composition for a series, which I couldn't agree more, uh, and outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series in the half-hour category for animation. So, uh, Star Wars Rebels went on for four seasons; just wrapped up on the fourth season, and uh, we're going to be getting the the new Star Wars series, uh, Resistance, coming this fall. Uh, with Star Wars Rebels, that's a that's high praise. Oh yeah, getting, getting uh, these, these nominations there. Absolutely, sending uh, it off on a high note. I'm not sure
0: if uh, if the Clone Wars animated series was nominated for anything at all, but I know the uh, Dave Fioni, the creator of both of these. Um, and resistance. S- and resistance does such a fantastic job with the animation and the storylines and these these character developments. And I mean, I I watched all of the Clone Wars. I am mostly caught up with Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to watch. I mean, as you know, but I I bought the first three seasons, so I have those. I got to watch those and catch up on that. But from what I've seen, it's it's not just for kids. Like there's, I'm attached to these characters obviously since I was a kid and seeing them. No matter when, even like a kid's show, as they would say, it's still entertaining and it's still fun to watch them develop and continue. And I mean, even the tie ins with, um, how, how we saw in Solo with Darth Maul. Oh, the Darth so Maul that we see in, in Solo is, um, the same one from Star Wars Rebels. It's the same age, um, well, actually, not, it would be, uh, I guess, in between Rebels and, uh, Clone Wars, but. It's interesting. It's Darth Maul, so. <laughs> Yeah.
1: It, it's pretty awesome how they, they tied those together and even saw Guerrera from the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, coming into to Rogue One is a great thing. Uh, and then, of course, he appeared in, in Rebels after that. But um, I, I thought it was a really good series. In a way, I'm happy they ended on a high note. I was hoping it was going to go a little bit longer. But it's better to remember a series while it's on top than uh, kind of fade out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so earlier we mentioned uh, Carrie Fisher for the, this date in Star Wars history. Uh, this podcast is coming out on July 18th. We're actually going to use July 17th, so the day we're filming this. Um, Billy Lord is born. So happy birthday to Billy Lord. That is the daughter of Carrie Fisher. You can see her in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. She is Lieutenant Connix. I didn't know her Her name is Cadel Connix, for what it's worth. Just mm. uh, one of those fun Star Wars facts there. Uh, so uh, Billy Lord, I, I like how she kind of had a cameo role in episode seven and then in episode eight was relatively prominent for the resistance yeah uh, one of the first people to to have a line on camera she's always in the background of what's going on with the resistance she's there when Princess Leia breaks down the door after her coma uh, I kind of like it yeah. so I hope uh, hope we see her in episode nine again uh, the fun fact uh, that we're gonna go f- comes actually directly from. Uh, IO9, something I looked up earlier. We're going to be talking about lightsabers and what combos we could possibly see for Ray. Uh, IO9 had a great article on, uh, It was twel- 12 or 13 things you didn't know about uh, lightsabers. I had no idea about this one. This is more from a production standpoint and a little bit sad to me, but Return of the Jedi. Uh, so Luke's lightsaber was green. It was made green last second. Because of the lighting, right? Because of the lighting. So, uh, He was going to have that hilt that he had, but it was going to be blue. And uh, I do remember seeing all the marketing and promotion leading up to it in the trailers. Uh, And basically his lightsaber was blue at that point, Uh, if they showed it at all in the trailers. Because I know George Lucas was trying to keep that a secret, whether Luke or not was falling to the dark side. So, anyway, uh, it was going to be blue. It was green. Uh, Where they had an issue with it was you couldn't see it on Tatooine for the, the Sarlacc. Hit battle. It's kind of funny to to think about that. That's the only reason that we got a, a green lightsaber here.
0: And now it's like so predominant in the <laughs> in the whole thing.
1: <laughs> Super iconic. It's yeah. uh, it's it's an interesting to say the least. So uh, yeah, and that's that's one of my favorite lightsabers. I think. Uh, if you if you could go through all of Star Wars, you know, mostly the movies, do you have a favorite lightsaber? Yes.
0: You want to save it? I don't know. Do you want me to do my, my whole list, or do you want me to? Did you rank your favorite lightsabers? I did my top five with a bonus, and then I did my least favorite.
1: We'll hold the list, because that'll work with what I've got here. (laughs) So uh, that's awesome. Uh, We're going to get into the meat and bones of what we're talking about here in just a moment. We're going to talk about Rey's lightsaber for episode nine. What is it going to be? What is she going to have? Is she going to customize a brand new one uh, or reforge an old one, perhaps? Anyway, uh, the... Patreon account for the Geekiverse. You can visit us at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Geekiverse. That is a paid subscription. You can go there uh, for as little as $1 a month and get exclusive perks to Geekiverse stuff. Uh, All the perks are listed out there from $1 to $5 to $10 all the way up to $25. Uh, We appreciate if you would at least take a look at that, see if there's something you can contribute. And if not, no problem at all. You just listening to this podcast means the world to us. So, again, that's patreon.com slash thegeekiverse. More exclusive content coming there later this summer. All right. We're talking Ray's lightsaber here. What I did, so for my list, I didn't rank the ones I liked, but this is perfect. See, you you know, Tham and Job here working together beautifully, as always, like PB&J. We've got, you've got your list of ranked lightsabers. I've got a list of possibilities in no particular order. Okay. Um. Let's let's start with your list. That, that'll get us talking here a little bit. All right. Well, I have um, what I think Ray's
0: gonna have, and what I want Ray to have, and then I have my list. So okay. What do I need to do first? Do do your list. All right.
1: Then we'll so we'll jump back in together.
0: For my list, starting at number five, I have Yoda. He has the Shoto lightsaber, Kay. which is just his little mini lightsaber, and it just it's adorable. Huh? <laughs> 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 it's like. Equally as strong as any other lightsaber, and it's just amazing. So a little. Oh, I love that. and TD. Revenge of the Sith when he pulled that out. It was just <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Uh, number four for me is Ezra's lightsaber pistol, which he had in the beginning when he makes his first lightsaber. You missed that one, didn't I you? I missed that one. <laughs> I, th-
1: I even have a, a Star Wars Rebels lightsaber yep. on here. I yep. don't have that one.
0: Um, so, yeah, Ezra has his first um, lightsaber that he gets actually has a pistol attachment to it, so he can kind of switch between both. I think that's really cool.
1: It's funny because it seems so anti Jedi in a way. Yeah. But he's a rebel. The time period and it makes it sense. Yeah.
0: Um, number three, I have uh, Count Dooku's curved hilt lightsaber. I love that one. I love the thing. I love the reason why it's uh, curved too, so it's harder for in combat for um, opponents to kind of adjust to the slight, you know, curvature of the blade and kind of predict where it's going to go. Uh, number two for me is Darth Maul's double bladed lightsaber. And then number one for me is the dark saber, which is um, Tarvisla, Previsla, Darth Maul, and eventually Sabine actually all wield the dark saber at some point in time. Um, and that saber is the lightsaber created and forged by the first Mandalorian Jedi, who was the Tar, Tarvisla, and that thing on screen just looks amazing. So <laughs> it <laughs> does look, look really cool. I would love to see that again, like in a live action movie. But
1: I would love to see that uh, in live action.
0: Yeah, my bonus was Kylo Ren's cross-guard lightsaber. That was my, I guess, number six, we'd call it. Okay. And my least favorite was the Inquisitor's double-bladed spinning lightsaber.
1: You know, I didn't even list it. I hate I, that thing. It's ugly. It's just clumsy. It is clumsy, and it's there's clumsy. not, I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't seem very genuine yeah, to they me.
0: fly around with it and stuff. I don't know. I mean, like, I like the Inquisitor's, but not that.
1: Yeah, I'm not, not, not feeling it. I didn't even list it. Yeah, right. I don't know if I should. And of course I didn't list, I mean, there's different <laughs>
0: designs for the standard lightsabers, but I wasn't even thinking about, like, who had the coolest looking standard lightsaber.
1: I kind of list listed the different dynamics. So, like, Qui-Gon's and Obi-Wan's were, like, that was one category. Their yeah. kind of lightsaber is just what I consider, like, a standard. Um, But, yeah, Dooku's has always been awesome to me. So, you know... I do plan on writing a follow up article to, to what we're talking about here, so you'll see that in list form at some point over the next few weeks at thegeekiverse dot But uh, so raise possibilities for episode nine what could she possibly be wielding? If you remember at the end of the last Jedi, she is holding the the broken lightsaber hilt of Anakin slash Luke Skywalker. Crystals seem like they're in there. Um, can't tell if one's missing or or you know what's going on there. Would be really cool if one was missing and Kylo Ren took one of them. For what it's worth, that jerk. That jerk. So uh, that is that. What I've got. So we'll go down the list. Like I said, no particular order. Um, number one, a reforged Skywalker lightsaber. So she's got the pieces there.
0: It'd be like Lord of the Rings with uh, reforging the.
1: Exactly. Exactly. How cool would that be? How That'd cool be would it be cool. if she was like, if she needed that. And decided like she had to go find someone, and it ended up that like Lando had a uh, a facility it. that could oh, okay. help her okay. with that. Okay. Like they would also p- they it would also piss
0: Kylo off a lot too if she reforged that. And she's like, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> still got <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: Just <flip> out. <laughs> still got it. I love the story, and we wrote. I wrote an article on this. Uh, Ryan Johnson kind of mentioned why Luke used that blue lightsaber in the the battle, the quote unquote battle on crate, and it's that he used it basically to piss Kylo off a little bit more to say, hey, I still got this, you know, because um, it's a relic that Kylo so interested in. So I really like that possibility. I think that would be really interesting. I think it would be cool, like you said, like Lord of the Rings to kind of bring it back, and it would almost be like this epic moment. Plus that would help with my – got to add to my Sky Caliber theory article. Jeez, <laughs> I'm just making notes here for myself. So Sky Caliber, in short, was – an article I wrote after Force Awakens where basically that lightsaber almost combined with the will of the force had a mind of its own and was using different Jedi over the, the years to get its will done. So that's something that uh it's kind of an interesting read and it hasn't been disproven at this point. So we'll we'll continue with that. Uh number two, I had oh what was I looking at? Okay, so a new a new lightsaber type altogether. Now, this one's kind of vague. Don't know what that would look like, but something we've not seen in any of the media.
0: Like a battle axe lightsaber. Sure. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> that would be cool. Like I said, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe there's a different hilt in there that's got um, a different dynamic altogether, but yeah. if nothing else, Star Wars has done a good job of innovating but not beating to death different styles of lightsabers over the years.
0: Well, with the um, the new, I guess her reforging a, n- a new blade, I, she had that staff on Jakku.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So that's why I was thinking a double-bladed lightsaber for her would be perfect because she'd be able to wield that and kind of be comfortable with it. I'm, I mean, Sherry knows how to use a lightsaber in general, I guess, but, I mean, she might be more fluent with that. Um has to be like depressing, but I think we're going to see here with just a standard lightsaber. <laughs> like, you're just going to have another one and nothing cool is going to happen. What's going
1: to sell the but most merchandise, I guess? Probably just a brand new red lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> this coffee table book that has nothing to do with Star Wars. We're going to put it on there. Uh, <laughs> number three, I had the classic. Uh, so the classic is basically she's she makes a lightsaber to honor her master cuz a lot of times in Star Wars we've seen the lightsaber mimic that of the the master uh from the apprentice's point of view. So in episode 1 Obi-Wan's lightsaber very much uh looks like Qui-Gon's. Okay. In style. In episode 2 Anakin's uh kind of is influenced by Obi-Wan's, not terribly, but uh, in episode three, we see Obi-Wan's brand new lightsaber, which is blue again, but it's got that curved hilt, not curved hilt, but s- more circular one like Luke's in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the two, those are very similar. And that would have been the last lightsaber Obi-Wan has when he dies in episode four. So Luke basically made that after his mentor, who was Obi-Wan, yeah. even though he wasn't his mentor very long. Uh, what happened to that lightsaber? <laughs> Vader would have it. God, jerk. <laughs> but Skywalkers, they're thieves. Uh, they can't keep the mans of themselves. So he would have, when he died on the Death Star, his robe falls down and the lightsaber goes to the ground. Yes. So Vader's probably got it hanging some in there. stormtrooper walking by. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, that should be a short film. <laughs> I'm going to sell this to Mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, whatever happened to that? That's <laughs> that's something I've never seen addressed. If you've seen it addressed in Star Wars media, well, let yeah, let us know whether it was it was the former canon or the current one. Uh, so, if Rey makes a lightsaber mm-hmm. and is out of reverence to her master, which would have been short lived, but it would have been Luke,
0: or is Kylo her master? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no,
1: no. Well,
0: what if she gets his his style lightsaber?
1: No, I, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting sorry, there. <laughs> I didn't see your list. You and your list <laughs> jumping over here. Uh, oh, joke. <laughs> joke. Thumb, he's he's the just, just always waiting to crack a wise guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh so if Ray did that, it would be I would say based on the Skywalker blade, the the blue one. Okay. Uh number four, one of my favorites, the Dooku, the curved. I don't see any reason this would probably happen. Yeah. Because Dooku's lightsaber is meant to be like super finesse and he's like the master swordsman and this and that. So I've got the visual dictionaries here just in case we needed them for reference. Um, Not so visual to the listeners. But in uh, the episode two, Attack of the Clones one, Dooku's lightsaber is listed as follows. As a Jedi master, Count Dooku set aside the lightsaber he built as a young Padawan and created a superior one as Jedi sometimes do. And creating his personalized design, he chose a configuration that had no connection to that of his Master Yoda, nor to the style or fashion in that time. Kind of interesting. So again, we're talking about Masters and Apprentices, and his had nothing to do with Yoda. So cold. Instead, he studied Jedi Archives records to create a lightsaber of the type that was standard in the heyday form of Form 2 lightsaber combat. Form 2 is an ancient technique that favors long, elegant moves and incredible deafness of hand. So clearly, you know, Dooku was fighting both Obi-Wan and Anakin, holding his own, no problem. Yeah. If not toying with them. So. Jerk. Jerk. That, uh, that's what we're looking at there. Um, do you see any possible way she has one of those? I think that's the longest shot to me. Yeah. It's so far removed.
0: I mean, I guess she can do, I mean, she could do that. She could do the double-bladed. She can dual-wield two standard lightsabers. But again, there's been no connection with anybody else in this trilogy doing that. So where would she pick that up from? Or, or, who would she train with right. to figure that out? Or would she see that yeah. even, Not even on the YouTube or anything? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jedi Tube, <laughs> uh, Force Tube would be good. Hmm. So with um, with the k- so Ray holds the lightsaber. I noticed there's two different ways she holds it. There's and this matters. In, when she's training on Octu she's holding it uh, upside down when she's swinging at that rock. Like Starkiller. Yes. Or and Ahsoka. Ooh. Even. Where it's kind of like that underhill. And even before that, in the past Star Wars canon, they had uh, Star Wars Jedi power battles on uh, PlayStation 1. Eddie Gallia would always hold them like that. And I thought that was so cool. So, in battle, though, when Rey and Kylo Ren are fighting the Praetorian guards in Snoke's throne room she's holding it like a normal basically up and down lightsaber. She holds it a lot like Anakin Skywalker would hold it mm-hmm. but her, like her hands were not together. That kind of shows that she's not like well versed in her training. Yeah. Uh, and That was something that George Lucas was pretty particular with when it came to Jedi in the, the first six movies. Uh, number five. The option obviously I think this would be really cool would be the Ren, the, the cross-blade lightsaber, but maybe we see a blue one. Okay. She's seen the technology now. She's held it. She held Kylo Ren's lightsaber uh, in the pro uh, in the throne room, excuse me, and got to use it for a little bit. Now, I, f- I feel like, <coughs> so the, the cross guard is an old design. It even shows up in Star Wars Rebels, and at that point it was an ancient design all those years earlier. So it's really old. I imagine Kylo Ren saw this from Snoke. You know, yeah. maybe S- Snoke had some archives or something like that. I mean, I'm sure, I'm trying to think, I'm not sure if Kylo would have fought
0: against his own blade. You know what I mean? So maybe if she did have that same style, if it would be a strength for her to have something that he hasn't fought against. Or, I mean, he uses it, so he should know about it, but right, right. it would be interesting to see that the two crosshills kind of locked in and... You know, fighting each other. But. That'd be the
1: ultimate light versus dark there, which is what they've been touting this whole time. Mm. Powerful light, powerful dark. Um, I, I would be a fan of that one. I think it would be really cool to see one of those. Because Ezra holds a green one at one point. Yes.
0: Not a double-bladed spinning lightsaber, though. <laughs> Do not want Ray flying around.
1: <laughs> oh. You know, I could have forgiven that lightsaber up to that point. Yeah. but <laughs> the, It's so corny. It's like one one misstep that I feel like rebels had, and I'm like, yeah. what is going on? It, it here?
0: works for like the the kid friendly, you know. But come on, part of it. It's just, uh,
1: it's not. I'm not feeling yeah. that.
0: On, only grievous can spin his lightsaber <laughs> really fast. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Number six, the mall, the saber staff. I think there's a good chance something like this happens. Not necessarily exactly, exactly malls where it's it's got the two blades, but something incorporating that well, saber staff. Don't
0: didn't the Jedi, like, what are they called? Templars or Jedi Knight, like the Guardians, Sentinels maybe? I feel like they had a staff as well with, like, short lightsaber blades on the ends of it.
1: And so it, that yeah. would
0: be interesting.
1: I think that's a possibility. Just seeing how she fought when she was on Jakku with her, her staff. Yeah. She's really good with it. It would make sense. It
0: would be fun to see, too, something new.
1: It would be. To see again, like blue blades there, or even green. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it'd be great. Fans would go nuts. And Maul is still prominent, obviously. So it's not like Disney has forgotten about him. So that's always top of mind.
0: Well, the uh, the Praetorian Guards had something similar to that, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Th- then they
1: have a single pike. At least uh, one or two of them did. Yeah. All right. But oh, that's Force Awakens. Grr. <laughs> I got Last Jedi over there. Somewhere. Maybe it's in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Bunch of the Sith? No, Episode One. No, no, okay. no. no. Sorry. Internet. <laughs> All right, so I, I think that's a good possibility too. I feel like, um, I guess seven. I just listed Ezra's blaster lightsaber. It it, it it would make sense. She's on her own. She's doing her own thing. But I, I didn't. I was she, never a fan she, of that. Yeah, she didn't do much uh, blaster pistol combat though. Yeah, I'm not not totally into that. The colors we've seen, I wanted to go over as well on screen. We've seen green, blue red and then purple for Mace Windu. So Sam Jackson begged George Lucas to first of all be in Star Wars. Yes. When he heard the prequels were coming. Second of all, then he, he wanted the his own <laughs> lightsaber.
0: He he was he's Samuel Jackson, so.
1: He was like I want a purple lightsaber. And if you notice in episode 1 he has a lightsaber, it's not that that fine white gold finish like it's so Sam Jackson, right? Mm. But for episode 2 when he actually has to use it <laughs> Uh, that's what what George did. He, he talked to him, and he kind of talked him into it. And George was like, well, only the bad guys use that, you know, with any sort of color close to red, and Mace talked him into it, basically. Or yeah. Sam talked him into it, I should say.
0: Well, I think, weren't they saying that the purple crystal is something where either, either like, you turn or, like, you study some part to the dark side or it comes it's back? There was a reason for it being purple and how he, like, manipulated the crystal in a certain way So. Give him strength against the dark side or something, but it's to look into that one
1: it it was listed as being dangerously close to the dark side okay and his his lightsaber style combat style again was um it was this dark borderline like he used some anger he could do it because he was so
0: in control I, you know, yeah, so yeah,
1: so in control he was top of mind he was second only to to Yoda in the jedi order. So he could handle it, I guess was was kind of the thought process there. Mm-hmm. But a lesser Jedi might have stumbled. Um, so we've seen green, blue, red, purple. We actually also have seen white, if you include Ahsoka's in uh, and in yellow. rebels. There's yellow too.
0: Is there yellow? I feel like in Clone Wars we see a yellow lightsaber.
1: Uh, I think you're right in that. I don't remi- I don't recall who, but I, I, I think you're right. But uh, yellow, orange, those are yeah. colors that a little bit less prominent. I'd like them to stick to kind of that original palette. Mm. Having a white lightsaber would be really cool for Asho- Rey.
0: Ahsoka has those in Rebels. Yes. Um, but that's because she's a rogue Jedi. She's right. kind of in the middle of, she's not with the Order, but she um, supports what they were kind of believing in as far as helping the people and getting involved when they need to. So she's kind of in between, not dark side by any means, but not with the Order.
1: Oh, so. I'd love if that would be cool. I but think that would be the but ultimate. how would it
0: show up on Tatooine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've come a long way, Thom. <laughs> right, <all> right. So <laughs> how would it show up on Tatooine? Damn it! Are we going back to another Gosh. sand planet, Tatooine or Jakku? Uh, I love in Rebels so the end of season two where Ahsoka's got the white blades because that is so reminiscent of it's paying honor or homage I should say to what the original white lightsaber looked like. So. Lucas and the team didn't quite have the blue figured out. If you r- look at the original, untouched Star Wars, it looks white. It looks like a white thin blade, as opposed to the blue uh, CGI or CG mastered one that we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice, nice little callback there. We also do have with us the the ghost of the Force ghost of Sam Sammy B. Here. She texted me some of her thoughts. Sammy B. <laughs> was going to be on the podcast tonight, uh, so I've got hers. I just imagined her being like, I thought like, you were going to say Sam Jackson. <laughs>
0: it's like, how did you, who invited him?
1: <laughs> All right. I want to be on this <laughs> podcast. It was a terrible, terrible impression. Anyway, uh, Sam said <laughs> Ray will need help building her lightsaber. I don't know about that. Will she need help? Yes. Why?
0: Because well, I don't know how much training she had between I mean well I got unless Lukes everythings like, hey. comes so
1: naturally to her yeah I
0: guess but I think she would need some kind of help I mean at, at least find like a holocron you know she, she needs a, like a Jedi holocron to help her <sighs> be like hey do this
1: I'll just say this she's got all the Jedi texts on the Millennium Falcon because she took them before Luke burned the cave I thought they burned nope so it's a quick shot but she takes them you don't see that she okay. physically takes them but in the last uh, scene, or last few scenes, when they're on the Falcon, they're escaping. crate, Finn is taking care of Rose. I think it's either in the background or it quickly cuts to the books. Mm. She's got. She took all the texts before she left, and that's why Yoda burned, allegedly, why he set it on on fire with the lightning. Okay. Because he knew that she took them, and Luke but didn't Luke know that. Thought, okay. Okay. But they're more like guidelines, anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Oh, that's awesome. Just one of the quote cool pirates. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh more like guidelines. <laughs> I was like I was, I was so <laughs> thrown off by what you were talking about there. I'm like, I know that quote. Where the hell is that quote from? It's so uh, funny. I'm like pirates. so ingrained in Star Wars. I love pirates Still in the Caribbean. Disney. It's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same family practically. Yeah. So uh Sam says, go on goes on to say I highly doubt she'll be able to piece together the lightsaber. Um, That doesn't make sense. Okay. And if she does manage to scrounge the parts, which lightsaber parts are probably few and far between, I can see her deconstructing her staff. I don't know how it could be turned into... I mean, she did tinker a lot on Jakku. That's for sure. She and because I'm still hanging on to the theory that she's somehow a Skywalker, she'd be good at making things. I going to
0: say, which is interesting, because obviously Anakin and Luke were fixers. She and was tinkers. definitely
1: meant to be a Skywalker solo. I don't care what anyone says. doesn't mm. it have to be now. I'm just saying Abrams intended that. Okay. There's no way. I should talk about she's it forever. definitely a Binx, but all right. Continue. People, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Ray Binx. <laughs> I imagine Jar Jar having her brother named Ray Binks now. <laughs> Yo, Jar Jar! Let's <laughs> oh, let's make a Binks fiction. Uh, so if she manages, Sam says, if she manages to, take so- to make something, she's going to need help with the Kyber crystal, which she can probably get help from Force Ghost Luke or Yoda or maybe from her Force Bond boyfriend, <laughs> Kylo Ren.
0: Why would he help her make a blade at this point? No, he like, would
1: not. Unless she, like, tricks him into... Unless she takes him back to the light side.
0: Or she goes to the dark side. Either or. And then Finn's like, yo, I'm also a Jedi. And he has a lightsaber.
1: You know, I held hope that he might be a Jedi as well. Well, it'd be interesting
0: because Finn um, went from dark to light, and then Rey can go light to dark. That would be interesting.
1: And Kylo Ren went light to dark, maybe to light. You get that? Do you get that, everybody? You lost me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what else did Sam say? <laughs> so Sam also said, do we know if Anakin's kyber crystal was broken in two? Which is where I was talking about. Yes. I feel like it is.
0: Mm, I believe they showed it in both halves.
1: That's what I'm saying. So I think it would have been split.
0: But I, I can't confirm that. So.
1: Man, that lightsaber has been through hell.
0: But maybe like with the force you can rebind it? Yeah, maybe. Both of them together can push it back together. <laughs>
1: her and her... Force bond boyfriend Kylo Ren. They better end up together. I, okay. <laughs> I want so par- I always wanted Ray to be related to Kylo Ren. Yes. I really want it now, so that oh, like eighty-five that say, percent of the internet can be like, I can't believe they did that because they they want them to be together.
0: I mean, but relatives can't kiss in the Star Wars universe? So.
1: <laughs> I thought about that too. Oh wait a Is minute! Is this somehow I like can. a weird, like, yeah, repeat of history line. here? Oh mm. gosh. I never took them to be romantic. No. Ever. When I heard about it for the first time, this is how naive I am. I looked online and I was like, what? What, what are people talking about? So, someone said... It's Raylo stuff. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> uh, someone in Slack, I think it was Lou, said... Was it Raylo? That they were shipping... I had, And then it oh. became a thing about how I had never heard. I would go, what the hell is shipping? I remember that. Amanda jumps in. She's like, oh, that's cute. You don't know what shipping is? I'm like, no, I'm not a 13-year-old girl. I didn't know what it was either. Just oh, you thank know. you. <laughs> a little backup would have been nice, thumb. So <laughs> I, had, uh, I had no idea. If you're listening and you don't know what shipping is, that's perfectly normal. So yes. shipping is basically when you want like, two characters of a fiction to be together romantically. You're rooting for them to get together. So people probably weren't shipping back in the day for Anakin and Padme. Anyway, uh, one shipping thing that I saw online was uh, from Sherlock. So I, quick sidebar, I was on the Nerdy Nomicon podcast with my my good friend Robbie Palmer. You can go check that out. Just Google uh, Nerdy Nomicon or search it on iTunes and you can find that episode. We talked about toxic fandom. So I was talking about Rose Tico and how unfair and how ridiculous it is that she got bullied off of social media. Yes. And that led into a shipping discussion on uh, on Sherlock Holmes with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Sherlock, Sherlock, okay. Sherlock. I love that. And how he and Watson were basically, like, people shipped for them to be a couple. Mm-hmm. And that um, there was, like, hard theories and evidence that supported it. And people were, like, no. brutally upset over it that it wasn't a thing. Well, Wat-
0: Watson was was straight.
1: So, well, my thing is... If the producers, the writers, directors tell you it's not true... Get over it. It's not. <laughs> and this is what Robbie and I talked about. Exactly. Right. Too bad, so sad. Yeah, you didn't it. It's not your story to tell. Yeah. See, Robbie put it so much more nicely than I said it. Okay. So with Last Jedi, people I felt like were upset because it wasn't how they envisioned the movie or how they wanted it to go or they didn't understand it. One, one of those reasons. Yeah. And I basically said on a social media post in late December after the movie came out... <coughs> This movie wasn't made for you. Like, get over it. Robbie said, it's not your story to tell. And that's how I meant to say it. Yeah. He said it's so much nicer than I,
0: <clears throat> excuse me, I did. No, I'm definitely with you, though. Like, these people complain about everything. And I, I believe I said this before on a podcast, where people, people want a Star Wars movie, and then they get a Star Wars movie, and then they're upset with it because they didn't get what they wanted. But, I mean, unless you're the director, I mean, if anybody in the world made a movie that wasn't a director, it's going to be garbage. Well, sure. I mean, th- that's just, like, I'm telling you right now, you guys can, can yeah. You guys can comment right now and say that I'm wrong, and I will... Find at Sam um, on Twitter. <laughs> and t- tweet me <laughs> and tell me I'm wrong, but unless you're a director and you have an amazing story that everyone can agree with, and even if you do, even if your story is amazing, there's always going to be someone who's going to hate it. Always. And you're going to have to get over it, and so will they. With... And that's beautifully said, too. Congrats on making a movie, by
1: the way. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, me, and Ryan Johnson, we're all sitting here with what we, going into it, we just saw Force Awakens, and let's Sam say. And Sam Jackson. And Sam, the ghost of Sam Jackson, <laughs> the ghost by the Sam way. Jackson. And Sammy B. So there's five of us now. Yeah, okay. Two ghosts, three mo- <laughs> So the five of us come up with our own individual plots for where we want Star Wars Episode Eight to perspectively go. What kind go. of lightsaber Ray gets. <laughs> what kind of lightsaber Ray gets. How everything happens. How it's revealed that Ray's a Skywalker. Yep. Ryan Johnson has his story, and he's the director. He gets to make his movie. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Not you and I, not Force Ghost Sam Jackson. But if we were the directors, and no matter what idea he said, we would be like,
0: eh, nah, I don't like that idea too much, so I'm going to go with my stuff. Right. <laughs> like, you have that power to do it, so, so do
1: it. I admittedly was a little confused the first time I saw Last Jedi. First of all, because it's so thick. There's so much in there. Yeah. Second of all, I didn't like the direction at first. I wanted... Luke to go in guns ablaze and get that one last lightsaber fight, maybe sacrifice himself. I wanted them to be like, I wanted Ray to find out in the cave that she was whoever she was. It's so predictable. Right. <laughs> I know, that's not. But when I saw it again the next day, mm-hmm. my opinion totally changed on it. Yeah. I noticed early in the movie that Kylo Ren set the rules, he set the table. For Luke's death later on, when he said, "How, how fork are you?" The is on this? the left. <laughs> he, he said, basically, when the first time they force connect or force bridge, he's like, how, "How are you doing this? The effort would kill you." Yeah. There you go. Like people just weren't paying attention, mm-hmm. and I was one of them. I ended up loving it. I get what Ryan Johnson was trying to do. So a little bit of a tangent there. Uh, thanks a lot, Sammy B. Ghost of Sammy B. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What else she got? <laughs> what else does Sammy have that we can talk about? She said, also, she's so used to wielding a staff, it only makes sense for her to have a, s- a saber staff, like yes. you and I said. Mm-hmm. And maybe the start of Episode nine is Ray leaving the Resistance, trying to find a second kyber crystal. So, one thing I'll say here. No. Sam has... Like, correctly predicted the beginning of every Star Wars movie since we started the Geekiverse. It's really funny. Force Awakens. I don't even remember. It's, like, we're going back a ways now. I don't remember what she said. Rogue One, we were trying to figure out how it started with how to crawl. And she's like, it's going to be in space, but really quick, it's going to flash to a a planet and then, like, pan down. Psychic Sam. It was, like, dead (laughs) on. And then... Same for Last Jedi, because we are like, how is it going to start? Because it's directly connected seconds after The Force Awakens ends. She's like, no, it, it's still going to start in space, going to have a ship down, it's going to come to the planet. Like, she knew dead on. It happen. was really impressive. So I'm telling you right now, July 17th, 2018, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine is in some way, shape, or form, maybe not in, immediately, going to start with Ray. Leaving the Resistance to find a second Kyber crystal, because Sam never gets it wrong.
0: That would be really cool, though. That actually, that could be a great tie-in for her finding. Like, if Lando bought one and has one, like a collection right. of crystals, she she can go find Lando and do it that way, or she can go to a temple. There's a lot she can do. And in the um in the animations, whenever a Jedi goes to a Jedi temple, that's where you see the Force goes. Like when Ezra went to one of his first temples, Yoda was there. I mean, so we can see a Yoda, we can see a Kenobi. It would be very interesting to see, have that all tie in. I,
1: I, I love that thought. Good Not job, a, Sam. Thank I you. know, right? Thank she comes in with some better. very, very creative Star Wars stuff. She's one of our brightest Star Wars minds when it comes to the imagination. Yeah, top three. Top th- Maybe no, top four. She, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, I, I like the thought of her almost, so Ray mixing the crystals. Maybe she's got part of that crystal that can, like, symbiotically bond to another crystal. Or perhaps she can salvage enough of what she had in Skywalker's lightsaber. Maybe half is red, half is blue. Right. <sighs> or mix it with another one, and it's got, like, this lighter blue. Um, she's got, like, a white crystal, let's say. Or, like you said, with her saber staff. Maybe she's got one color one way, one another way, which I wouldn't probably love.
0: Or a lightsaber that changes color.
1: Interesting. Never considered that, ever. Like a
0: somewhat unstable lightsaber. So, saber. like, on the
1: edge. Hmm. Jeez, this is like a big brainstorm session. Like whenever session. you buy,
0: like, one of those lightsaber toys and it, like, flashes all different colors. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be great. Hmm. So, Sam ends with her, uh, she makes a staff. What? This doesn't, I'm sorry, Sam, I'm not sure what you're trying to say here. Okay, a staff would make Anakin's lightsaber all her own. That's out of order. Okay, so what she's basically trying to say is what we're saying there.
0: where the. She'll reforge it? Yes. And then she would put her own little touch on it. And, okay.
1: Mm, I like it. I've got to really flesh this article out. Yeah. I've got to do it. So I guess of everything we talked about, from a purely, not what you think would happen, but a fan's perspective, what do you want Ray to happen or to create? Because whenever I say is not going to happen, then I'll be like, oh, you should have done this. But J.J. Abrams is doing it, so maybe there's a little more predictability. I
0: don't know. I, I would still like to see the the double-bladed lightsaber, but I don't see it happening. So, so you I think want the, that, but you I don't think that. it will I happen. I think the, the best thing would be either her own or the reforging, like you said, after what we just talked about.
1: That's what I want, because I think the Anakin-slash-Luke lightsaber is so mm-hmm. iconic that it would be cool to have it live on. Another part of me would love to have what Sam said and have the, the crystal live on in another blade or another hilt so okay. that even though we're saying goodbye to these star wars icons in a way luke leah han is continuing yeah somehow. she's taking the lifeblood of it in a new direction whether, but whether making it her own
0: whether it's the dice or the lightsaber crystal there's always a part that's moving on
1: exactly the Falcon's still around so she could she's she's owning the falcon with chewy now maybe she also i think Chewie's gonna die that was a curveball I wasn't ready for <laughs> i sorry <laughs> Jobe Everyone else is dead <laughs> No because He's played by a different actor now Okay I So when we talked about The Geekiverse long time ago Before Force Awakens came out One speculation was that Okay who's dying There's no way they all make it Iron Man Oh wait wrong, Iron Man Wrong, wrong podcast No <laughs> No So Thanos is going to snap his fingers And Chewie's going to disintegrate um, I will kill him. That would be a funny crossover That would be We said I said Han or Chewie Like without a doubt One of them If not both of them In some way Shape or form I'm glad it was Han Because Chewie would have been A tough kill It was meant to be Han though Would have been emotional
0: Han, Han wanted to die In the first In A New Hope Didn't he Or Empire Um. He wanted to die He didn't want to Finish the
1: movies I think A New Hope And like, then he like tried Every aware. movie <laughs> And yeah. probably thought He was dying In the carbon freeze And was like Shit and then they cut me they, oh, again. <laughs> Not again. Ah, the sci-fi stuff. He wanted to go out in a blaze of fire, but Lucas said that was going to be too dark for Return of the Jedi, which was meant to be lighter. So, got his wish finally. Thirty years yeah. later, anyway, I uh, I don't think Chewbacca dies. You don't have to. You don't have to anymore. I mean, Why would you?
0: He's already old. Like old. I don't know how old he is again. It's like a thousand years old.
1: <laughs> Not a thousand years old. He's like a few hundred years old. old so he's one. What do they say? He's one ninety in solo. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he looks like great. a thousand. <laughs> okay. Do the math. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like Tom Wisecracker over here as always. That's your. That's your surname. Tom Wisecracker. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got my notes here. W. C. Walking Carpet. No longer. Wisecracker.
0: Wisecracker. Oh my gosh, that's. It could be bad. I'm not a cracker. I'm a wise cracker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh, Geekiverse fan fiction of ourselves is the best kind of fiction. So what kind of lightsaber do you want to see as the listener? Tell us. Visit us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tell us what you think. Uh, what color do you want to see? What kind of hilt? Any of the options we talked about. Maybe an option we didn't think of. Let us know. We're going to wrap things up here. Uh, before we do, uh, just a quick... Goodbye, and a, a plug for what we're we're working on or have worked on. Tom, you've had a lot of articles come out recently. Um, what can you plug for the Geekiverse? Where can we find you on social media so we can yell at you for all these opinions that you have? Uh,
0: you can yell at me at, uh, at Tom Colbert on Twitter. Um, soon to be at Tom Colbert. At, yep, i got to put the, the H in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's where I'm at for social media. As far as what I'm working on, I picked up Octopath for Nintendo Switch, which is by Square Enix and Unreal Engine. Uh, so far, so good. It only came out within last Friday from when this um, podcast is releasing. And so far, so good. We have myself and Pavlov and Garvey are all going to kind of chip into one mass article and kind of see how our different paths, similar to the game, are going to cross over and how. Um, our beginning experiences with the story are, are all different, so that that should be interesting to see how that happens. Because I don't think we've done that with the game before.
1: I so the we've done joint reviews before, but not in this vein. This is yes. exciting to me. So if you are a, a big video gamer, the geekiverse is all over it. That uh, that maybe Star Wars and video games are our two biggest loves combined collectively, at least mine, selfishly. Yeah. So uh, Pavlik and I co-reviewed. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. But really, we did the same thing.
0: Yeah, you got the same storyline.
1: The difference there was Pavlok's played every Zelda game ever, like 35 times a piece. He's been there since he was born with, with Zelda fandom. This was my first Zelda anything. Okay. So we wanted to have the mixed perspectives. Here's a newcomer. Here's a longtime gamer who could... Po- Pavlok's not, but could potentially be biased. So we wanted to present that opinion. I love what you guys are doing. You're going to have the three different characters or the three different uh, kind of uh branching perspectives, perspectives yeah. there so I, that's really exciting so i guess we'll look uh for that in probably probably a few weeks down the line
0: yeah and i also have my first uh book review coming out soon
1: oh yeah yes. well what are you reading pete um, got this
0: i am reading it's called the, the lightning trial i don't have the book with me i just started it um over the weekend
1: wait a second it says it's written by sheep's uh, palpatine <laughs> no 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 <laughs>
0: um it's, it's a, the the lightning trial or the the trial of lightning. It's one of the two, but it's basically a science fiction book about um, a Native American girl who is a monster hunter. Cool. And she so it's kind of like the like the Witcher in a sense, where she's um, hunting monsters and she, like there's a lot of Native American culture and um, like tribal history that is being thrown in here in this not po- post apocalyptic but somewhat destroyed world with these monsters and I, I'm a couple chapters in and I'm, I'm really enjoying it right now so we're, we're going to see um, kind of where that story takes me and I'll have my first book review on that coming out soon. So
1: That sounds really cool Yeah, I gotta say. Uh, book reviews are a big part of what we do at the Geekiverse so you can always check that out. There's a books tab where you can just search reviews and you'll find all of those that we've done. Uh, Pete also, Pete Hurry the Grumpy Geek himself writes a monthly article on science fiction books that are coming out. He picks uh, anywhere from eight to ten books that are coming out. Uh, you can find them on Amazon. Click the link there, and he provides a, uh, basically his top picks because there's literally hundreds of books that come out each month on sci-fi, and Pete narrows them down for you so you don't have to. Uh, oh, that looks really cool. Trail of Lightning. That's the one. Cool. So we'll look for that shortly. Uh, I myself, uh, also video game related, I just released my preview full hands-on for the uh, new game coming out from Remedy Entertainment called Control. So I saw this at E3 behind closed doors. It was a wonderful appointment. Uh, Remedy, if you don't know, made games such as Max Payne, Quantum Break, and Alan Wake. (coughs) Excuse me. And uh, love what I saw from Control. Supernatural, dark thriller, action and adventure, gameplay dynamics. Uh, unlike anything you've seen before in a game. And uh, I will say, so the main character, Jesse, has uh, certain abilities, and one of them is basically levitation, which is very Force-like. So if you like Star Wars and you want to get into video games, don't know where to go, Control is certainly one of them. That'll be coming out in 2019. You can also check out my interview with Michael Kozernin. Uh Michael is the lead developer on the game Control. Lauren, so Lauren watched this video this week when she saw me uh, getting it, getting it ready for release. Michael's from Finland. And she goes, are you interviewing a guy with an accent? I'm like, yeah, I was at E3. We had this appointment. It was super nice of them. She's like, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving up in the world at Geekiverse. Uh, but anyway, check that out. That's live right now. Star Wars related. You can check out uh, my very belated review of Star Wars from a certain point of view. I know you were reading this a little bit. Uh, I've, I finished it. Loved it. There were a lot of perspectives that were kind of boring, but a lot that were really good. Yeah,
0: uh, I read a couple chapters of that. Um, it was very interesting to see how they kind of filled a lot of the, n- not plot holes, but I guess a lot of the complaints that people had too. I mean, uh, it'll be a spoiler, but um, the one chapter talks about why they didn't shoot uh, the escape pod that had R2 and 3PO in it and A New Hope, and how basically if you want to get promoted in the Empire, you need to have a good like kill shot ratio with your lasers, and there's no life forms on it, so they didn't shoot it, and then the guy had to like hide like that he's the one that didn't shoot it. It was, it was, it was very interesting to see like the perspective of like an Empire soldier and things like that. So, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: It's so well written. It's from 40 different authors. Um, I, I I,
0: the, the Jawa chapter is the one I'm on right now.
1: Okay. I So what I'm doing also, I'm writing a ranking list for the top ten perspectives. Uh, the, the Mouse Droid... That you see running, uh, almost running to Chewbacca. (laughs) It's funny. You get to see basically what it's thinking when Chewbacca yells at it and it has like a system overload. Uh, The creature in the garbage, garbage, uh, the trash compactor, Ah, they call it the Baptist (laughs) (laughs) because it's underwater. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, there's a wonderful perspective as he passes into the force and how awful and painful it is, yet how like surreal it's like being born again, kind of. Into the nether realm, they call it nether realm, something like that. Anyway, uh, there's also Yoda, where Yoda talks about how he really wishes he had a chance to train Leia. <laughs> 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 oh, hello, Master Yoda. We've also got a sixth Leia. guest here, <laughs> the the ghost of Master Yoda. Um, there's in Tarkin, Tarkin's a great perspective because it talks about Rogue One's events so much. Did you read his book yet? Tarkin, no.
0: I, I I'm gonna bring it over next time I'm here. You're gonna read that one. Listen, next.
1: I just so I just started Lords of the Sith. Okay,
0: which he's in that one too. Yes. So all right, after
1: you read that one,
0: then I'll give you Tarkin.
1: You should see the the Star Wars book pile I have. It's terrible. Well, I'm gonna slip it in next. <laughs> <laughs> the next it looks, pile. I love Tarkin. I, I'm oh, so happy they so wrote good. that. Um, I've got Thrawn to read. The new Thrawn book that
0: came out this month I have to read. I don't know anything about Thrawn, and I would love to. Because I don't think I saw him in
1: Rebels yet either. I never so. read the original trilogy back in the early 90s, mm-hmm. the Heir to the Empire stuff. I so I'm happy that, but. that they got to reboot it for this canon and yeah. in Rebels. That, how, how cool is that? i love to see him in real no, life. Form. I,
0: it's a little off topic, but there's a Shadows of the Empire with uh, Prince, yeah. Prince, Prince Caesar. Yes. Yeah. She saw, I think. Yeah, Something that was an amazing book. Like I, A lot of those books I couldn't get into because they were a little bit older, but that story, I don't know if you read that one or not. I did. Okay. I'm
1: surprised that character hasn't made That character a comeback. was amazing. That character the, the was like... The alien
0: species and what he did and how he was evil and part of the Empire and the whole thing. It was just really cool how... Well, I mean, and Leia had a huge part in that story, so that would have been kind of cool to see her, you know... Redo that, but
1: I love that story. Yeah, I gotta read it again, even though it's not technically canon. Yeah, I saved that book for sure. But that whole so the so Marvel is writing the Star Wars comics, and they're transitioning. They've been writing a a series just called Star Wars from the end of a New Hope and the years after, and Mm -hmm. there's only three years after that till Empire, and they're bridging the gap. They're almost at the end of the line, which is going to go right up to Empire. So we've gotten a lot before A New Hope with Rogue One, Solo, all these books. We've gotten a lot right after. I think now they're going to transition to the time period between Empire and Return of the Jedi a little bit. Okay. Even though it's only like six months. I gotta catch up. There's so (laughs) much. So much. much It's so like I don't do anything else in terms of like reading, but Star Wars because there's like uh, you gotta commit to it. Right. It's it's crazy. But uh. Anyway. Yeah, lots going on for thegeekiverse.com. As I mentioned earlier, if you go to patreon.com slash the Geekiverse, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, you can check out a paid subscription model there that unlock exclusive perks per level for you, the fan. Starting at as little as $1 a month, you can unlock those perks all the way up to $25 a month. And I tried to get away from this saying last time, but Pavlok made me say it, the dirty bastard. They keep the lights on. So your uh, your subscription helps us out greatly there. If you can contribute, we'd appreciate that. If not, not a problem. We still appreciate you listening and uh, contributing that way. So uh, elsewhere, we are a proud sponsor of Fantastic Shirts. That's F-A-N-T-E-E-S-T-I-C. Uh, they are owned by Del Reed of 26 Shirts, Uh, who's a a very prominent uh, shirt-slash, we'll say, fundraiser for for a lot of charities around the area in the western New York area, uh, in Pittsburgh, in Chicago. Uh, We we really appreciate working with them. Anyway, they release a new geek-themed shirt, a parody shirt, every week. We're the proud sponsor, as I mentioned, so we've got an exclusive code there. If you use the code GEEK10, G-E-E-K-T-E-N, uh, you get ten percent off your order, and that does not take away from uh, from what the uh, the charity gets or the the, the family in need. Okay. So, uh, go visit that. You can donate as much as you want per shirt on top of your purchase. Uh, lots of exciting things every week. The one this week is uh an Ant-Man themed one. It's basically in the vein of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yes, yeah, so I saw
0: that one. He's skateboarding on top of a car.
1: Yep. It's really cool. Just like uh in the movie Ant-Man and the Wasp. So go check that out, get a great shirt and help a family in need. Uh we thank Dell Reed for being a wonderful partner there. Uh also, just a little 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 milestone in the the history of the Geekiverse here, we hit 1,300 Facebook likes. Thank you if you are one of those. We hope to keep contributing uh, to your daily feed there in whatever way you see fit. So if, uh, if there's something you want to see covered for the Geekiverse, let us know about it on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I am at Josiah D. Leroy on Twitter. I'd love to chat with you there about Star Wars hockey or whatever it is, video games. And uh, we've got a lot coming on in the, the next few months for video games. So for Thumb, a.k.a. Tom... I'm Josiah aka Job, Job. And the ghost of Sammy B and the ghost of Sam Jackson and the ghost of Master Yoda and Ryan Johnson. Six of us now.
0: He's not a ghost of the Ryan Johnson.
1: No, Ryan Johnson's just here. He's just here. Hey, RJ. How did Yoda he get here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't here before. When, when you were talking. I said hey Master Yoda. Oh. Yeah. Says- or not you when Yoda was talking that Kind of resembled you, like if you are a impersonation of you. <laughs> so, for everybody here, I'm Josiah. Day. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next month.